Welcome to another chapter of In the Keep Podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the Motherlode. This show is all about the world of arena first-person shooters, classic FPS games, their legacies, their lineage, and the people who keep that world turning. These are the players, the developers, the streamers, the influencers. It is the will of the drowned god, Cathala, that our communities band together in her cathedral to frag and give one another into oblivion for all eternity. say thank you to our supporters dots moose paul and zach for giving every month on patreon for quite a while now most of you so like really appreciate that shit man that's awesome and patreon supporters get the show early so don't forget that that's a perk if you do want to give to the show even a dollar a month whatever it is it doesn't matter uh, every patreon supporter does receive the podcast before it comes out to the greater public so keep that in mind if you're interested in supporting the keep, uh, you can obviously use Patreon. You can use the PayPal slash credit card tipping donation thing. That's super cool. And also, guys, this is a big one. This is big. Okay, it is getting to that time of year, that Black Friday, Cyber Monday time of year. Catholicus is just around the corner. So if you're gonna buy anyone anything really fucking awesome for Catholicus. You might do it through Amazon. And if you're going to do it through Amazon, you can go through In The Keep's Amazon affiliate link. And every purchase that you make, a percentage of that will go back towards the community. The money that comes towards The Keep will go back into production for this podcast for uh, better equipment to record the podcast on. Also, the production of our streams, our tournaments, uh, prize pools for bigger events in the future, paying the artists to make our awesome artwork which is spaced in Hudigant, they they really fucking you know they should be paid <laughs> i'm not going to say that they uh they go completely unsatisfied with what they do contribute because i know that they both do it from the bottom of their hearts but i do want to give them a little something something for everything that they do for this podcast and it's not just artwork all that shit that's where the money goes it goes back into this community and back into this show for you to enjoy so keep that in mind but you know what really makes a great Catholicus gift and in the keep t-shirt and you can get one right now on our Redbubble page just go over to in the and click on the merch tab and it'll take you right to our Redbubble page and you can buy the in the keep shirt or whatever the fuck you want i think Redbubble's got some crazy shit you can get like coasters or like i don't know you could get a big fucking banner tapestry so you can have Cathala looking over you from behind your back. Whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Maybe even uh, a nice blanket you know, for your bed. A throw blanket with Cathala on it. So she can hug you at night in her warm embrace. Whatever you want, man. It doesn't matter. Anyways, all that shit over at InTheKeep.com if you want to support. Now, let's get into this, uh, this interview a little bit. The guy we're talking to this week is The Hack. And he is one bad son of a bitch. I don't know why he does it but he has created glitch arena and it is a very interesting a very cool new entry into the arena first person shooter genre it's we're going to talk about it a lot but it's very simple um version you know kind of take on this genre you know uh movement wise 
graphics-wise. It's got some dope music in it, great sound design and everything, but it he's going to really lay out for you like the mindset of a person who takes their time and puts it towards something that they're very passionate about. We're also going to talk a lot about Unreal Tournament because that's kind of the background that he comes from, and I feel that I uh, have grossly underrepresented Unreal Tournament on the show. The Hack has a long background in the competitive UT scene, so we're going to get to hear you know a little something that we don't really get into on the show, I think, enough, and we will do more of that in the future. That said... I also want to acknowledge the fact that at the time of this recording, the hack was all the way over in Japan, and he had a dog with him, and the dog really likes to bark. I didn't edit any of that out because I felt like it really did um, kind of add to the ambiance of the situation, but if you can't fucking stand that, I apologize to you in advance because you're going to hear his puppy, and I like the puppy. So, that's that. Uh, The music you're about to hear is from the official soundtrack of Glitch Arena, so please enjoy it, and without any further ado, baby, let's get in the keep with the hat. Yeah, good day. My name is Ali, um, hailing from Australia, and I've been rec- making for the last six months Glitch Arena together with uh, Joel or JJ, and um, together we, we form Shock and Rockets Games. Yeah, so Glitch Arena, that's about it. I'm also a, a graphic designer, um, kind of multimedia, dabble in this and that. So that's me. So how did you guys come up with the name Shock and Rockets? Oh, it's uh, it comes from Unreal Tournament. We're both kind of um, Unreal Tournament players, mm. and so Shock and Rockets are the well, Rockets is uh, the iconic FPS, everyone's favorite weapon, and um, Shock the Shock Rifle is the UT, uh, you know, signature UT weapon where you, you shoot the plasma ball and explode it with the um, with the hit scan. So Shock and Rockets, I'm and really... it's kind of also, yeah. No, no, go on, go on. Well, it has like a, it's like shock and awe, you know, that kind of military kind of. I'm not a very militaristic person, but it kind of has that kind of double kind of thing. Shock and shock, like shock is in. Oh, I'm shocked. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a great name. Like I, I just asked you about it before we got on the air, but because I, I had some trouble when I was initially uh, hearing about Glitch Arena, I go googling mm-hmm. for you guys, and then I just keep getting the shock and rockets crap. I'm like, what is this junk? Finally, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I realize it's the studio behind Glitch Arena. Fantastic. Yeah, well, yeah, we just we already had that website, so yeah. we just kind of put Glitcherina on it, so it was was easy at the time. And there is a Glitcherina website that someone made, but it's not public yet. Oh. So, but it's not a big deal anyway. It's like no one's doesn't have a big player base, so it's not going to be. It's not. Gonna, we're not marketing it big time or anything, so it doesn't really make too much of a difference as long as people can find it. No, it's it's a great effort, and one of the things that. I always kind of have to ask people who venture into making arena shooter games is like, why uh, would you do that? You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's, I understand. it's not a profitable. There's, a guy on, there's, there's an ESR. Um, we posted an early trailer and Joel posted it onto ESR 
And there's one of the comments is, um, please don't do this, you know, <laughs> do something else. Yeah. This is a waste of your time. And while technically that is true, um, and it has proven to be a financial waste of time, um, that is not the, probably the, the first and foremost reason that we, that I wanted to do it. You know, I wasn't working, so I was looking for work and, and doing some odd freelance work. Um, so it wasn't really making a huge difference. So it was really just a hobby kind of thing. Anyway, I had all, I had just learned the kind of skills required, um, the basics of it anyway, um, doing some modding for Unreal Tournament 4. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all Unreal Engine stuff. So I kind of had a, had a good basis mm-hmm. in it. And, um, there were things that I wanted out of Unreal Tournament 4 that, uh, you know, I, I tried to make some mods to give it more fluid movement. Because um, I like the gameplay of Unreal Tournament, but uh, the movements kind of it is it is really fun. But I was just you know you you watch kind of some Quake players do some you know just the momentum, the fact that you can you can carry it's more fluid. Okay, <laughs> it's pretty early over here. I'm not describing it very well, but um, basically, I, I wanted that. I wanted to play that in the game. Um, I played stuff like Reflex in CPMA. I just tried it out. But for some reason, I just wasn't getting it. I needed it to be easier. Um, maybe not having been a long-term Quake player. And um, just a lot of the – it was a bit too intricate, like the things you had to do like with the mouse in order to you know, get some speed or have that kind of fine level of control. And I just – I guess I just wasn't willing to put in the time that it would take for me to get proficient at that to the, so I could play at the level I wanted to. And I guess I felt like it would be easier for me to actually make a game than to learn how to do that. I'm not sure if that's, you know, fact or not. But um, I'm a, I'm a creative person, and if I get an idea, it's hard for me to shake it. I just, I just, you know, thought I would just go for it, see how far I get with it. And it turns out I got pretty far, and so we we released it. Joel, Joel, by the way, I'm developing it, and um, Joel, or he goes also by JJ, is. Um, Kind of the the co designer who and and testing and all the developments done on my end. So I say we because it's you know it's it's a two person effort. I I like to think about because you you uh, I got myself yammering out. <laughs> I like to think about arena shooters uh, a lot of them as either being a left hand dominant or right hand dominant and. Unreal Tournament to me is very left hand dominant. There's so much more yeah, going on with your definitely. with your keyboard hand. Uh, whereas yeah, right with Quake and with your game, I think it's a little bit more like you just kind of like move your hand with the mouse, and that's kind of how you feel the movement, and that works better for me. I've never mm. really, I've never personally dove too deep into Unreal Tournament because uh, I don't know why. Maybe it was just because I found Quake first. Whatever, but when I yeah. do play Unreal Tournament, the, like as you said, the movement to me is just like completely foreign, and I don't. Yeah, yeah. it's linear. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. It just it doesn't have that same ring to it. But I am glad that you know to have more Unreal Tournament uh, players, mm. and developers, and things on the show because it, I feel like I it's disingenuous of us at the keep to sit here talking about arena shooters and not bring up unreal tournament. It's a funny thing, you know, yeah. because it is so different from all the other ones mm-hmm. and it follows the same basic rules and same basic, basic patterns, but everything about it is so different from the other games. And you can't like, as an unreal tournament player, if I jump into quake, I'm just like a 
anyone who's just jumped into Quake, I might as well have not been able been playing Unreal Tournament except for some meta things, maybe like, oh, I need to get the armors, I need to make sure I have weapons, I need to know where the guy is, but I won't know where the guy is anyway because the timings are all different. Um, yeah, it's 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 almost it is an arena shooter, definitely, and it shows how wide the genre of arena shooter could possibly be. You know how many other it could be a, a, a hovercraft game. You know, um, just just because it follows those. You know, if Unreal Tournament and Quake are both classed under that definition, then it you know that's it's pretty wide. Yeah, that's it. It's not hard to define. People make it complicated. It's very simple. It's like you <laughs> shoot and you're in an arena, done. But but then there's like all yeah. the other things that people come to expect, like you know, advanced movement, some sort of like straight, whether that be strafe jumping or like wall dodging stuff like that. Yeah, I, mean, I think of it as a, it's being an item based kind of gameplay. Yeah. Where- uh, you know what? Who cares? I don't <laughs> like. I'm not the best person to define it because I've only played Unreal Tournament and a little bit of some you know, other Quake style games. So, but yeah, I think most people know kind of what it is, even if they can't put there, even if they can't define it. <laughs> and uh glitch arena, you mentioned how you wanted the movement to be very simple, which God, I appreciate that so much. I love that there's auto hop, like mm-hmm. there are very basic things that uh, several games knowingly yeah. ignore. <laughs> like, well, oh, come on. Mm. We we came at it from a different angle, right? Like yeah. instead of getting the games that exist and kind of, yeah, of course we took stuff from all of them that we that you know I, I I've been influenced by everything, but um, you know I want a problem with the arena shooter genre, right? That you know is is one of the major reason uh, reasons why um it's not probably doing so well. It's just because it's so hard. <laughs> yeah, and you get people who and the people who've been playing it for so long. Like, yeah, you'd expect anyone who's played a game for that long to dominate you. But to be able to compete with them, you need to play the game for three years or something, you know, which is kind of ridiculous that, you know, it's just hard to get in. It's hard to get a foothold. And the thing about it is, unless you're playing someone at your own skill level, there's no point to play the game because it's not fun because that's not – the game is ideally played by people who are – at the same skill level so that they can, so the skill doesn't become a, a real factor in it. It's just more about the strategy of, of how you're playing the map. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we wanted to basically have a game that, yeah, has a skill level, a skill ceiling, sorry, um, but could be picked up in a faster time period. So things that don't really matter, that that are not really important to having to arena shooter gameplay and and what makes the movement fun we tried to just kind of like iron out of existence um which is hard because some of those things are really fun especially to people who've been playing these games for a long time some of these things like circle jumping um before i started playing quake i was just i kind of thought like auto auto jumping you know why would why would you jump everywhere like having played in a tournament and i i didn't really want to get into quake because i was was thinking like it just didn't seem like just jumping everywhere i like why would you just why wouldn't it yeah i don't know but it turned out that that's kind of yeah it is fun and um a lot of players who you know things like circle jumping it's kind of it's a bug right it started as a bug or the whole quake movement system is kind of started as a bug as as i understand it i'm not sure yeah quake 2 it was a bug Mm -hmm. it became straight jumping right 
so yeah, and circle jumping is works on the same the same mechanism, right? Mm-hmm. As far as I get it, I'm not I'm not great at it. I tell you, but <laughs> um, yeah, so things like that. We thought, well, it is fun to a lot of people, but those people who they've already been playing the game, so we basically I I made it um, for people who hadn't already been playing arena shooters um, while doing everything in my power to make it so that it would still be fun and interesting for people who were familiar with it. Um, so that was, that was kind of my thinking. As you, as you mentioned, like in jumping in glitch arena is even more weird because you know, you're like these floating bot avatar type, like sort of like a little small satellite shooter thing. <laughs> and so it's even yeah. stranger. It's like, now, now I can start to like go into a whole like what is what is the science behind what's going on here? <laughs> like, like the, <laughs> these bots are kind of like yeah. jumping, but they're not ever really touching the ground. It's almost like a, I don't know, like some oh, sort of propulsion t- system. Yeah, no, they should be touching the ground. Okay, and um, it's uh, it's um, they're like balls, right? So okay, but they're not actually rolling. It's just the same kind of physics that you get from any other arena shooter. It's just that they're animated to look like they're rolling. And the way their head, their heads kind of turn around to make them look like they're going around a corner and leaning into it. Right. But they're not actually, it's just the head just leans over depending on how much you're going around a corner. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's, yeah, it's, it's very straightforward kind of physics, normal kind of um, arena shooter physics that, that you're playing the game with. No, playing it feels perfectly normal. I'm saying that, like, right. if, you're, if you're trying to put it in context in your brain, like, is what's the lore behind why these robots are doing this? Like, it's it's oh. kind of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The lore is that that was something that I could create. <laughs> I knew how to do it, and it was awesome. even it was yeah. So, and then I did it, and I was like, oh, that looks okay. Yeah, just leave it like that for a while. I mean, it kind of works. The, the, the fact that they're not characters, they're just balls kind of i think it works well for the um, playability of the game because you can you kind of eliminate the need for things like bright skins and because mm-hmm. you can just make them one solid emissive color so you know it's very easy to see what team players are on and things like that and it's just simple and minimal and i don't think anyone really cares i think uh, the game is not for people who want like the visual experience mm-hmm. of like a triple A game, you know, cause that's out of my reach. If I tried to do that, it'd be a huge waste of time. Cause no matter how much time I spent on it, it would never be that because I don't have any money to spend on that or even, you know, lots and lots and lots of time indefinitely into the future. So I kind of went down the route of saying, well, okay, this works. It doesn't look bad, you know, depending on what your definition of bad is. But, um, you know, some people might like this and it's playable in the, in the way that, you know, people can see what's going on. Um, I think it's, I think it works really well for what I want to achieve because the characters, right? Like when they look up the gun model and their head moves up or, and you can, you can see what they're doing, I think more easily than a lot of other games. So, you know, it's pretty basic, but I'm pretty sure it's going to stay like that. That's, that's. No, I think it looks fantastic. Like it's, so an argument I get into with, like, you know, just normal people all the time, you know, cause they're like, so people are very, um, let's see, what's the word I'm looking for? 
uh, addicted, yeah, addicted to like the crazy graphics of AAA games, and, and all yeah. that. Like, they see an, an an older game or perhaps like a retro mm. game, and they they're like, "Oh, this looks like shit." I'm like, "Well, why does it look like shit? It doesn't look like shit to me. It looks like beautiful art. That just the art mm. style is pixelation, you know?" Um, yeah, I th- I feel like that's coming around though because like there's no ceiling for how good things can look. It's just a massive. Yeah, it's a massive. It's just like a black hole of money and time for companies, I reckon. And I don't think – and I think that culture will change. And I, I, think I think by the time we get into like the VR and AR era properly, that more stylized things will be the norm. It is changing and, uh, currently, mm. in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. Look at the uh, you know retro FPS resurgence. You know, It's just like it's awesome. Well, if there's anyone that's aware of it, it's, it's uh, us here. <laughs> So, yeah, but <laughs> pixels you, uh, for the win. No, you you've actually, in my opinion, you made this game look fucking fantastic. Like both of you guys are doing an excellent job. It looks great. It's very cool. smooth. Like it runs smooth on my machine, which is not like some kind of super machine. But yeah, um, there are issues there, but it it's pretty good for what yeah. for the for what it is. Yeah, Unreal Engine seems to have been improved a yeah. lot over the years. Yeah. Um. It's been a work in progress too, you know. We now we've got probably enough maps to kind of slow down on making and testing maps. And JJ might take a little bit of a break. He's got a family, and um, I'll get into like making some environments with um, pixels. I can actually sit on the couch and do it on the iPad, and then import them over into Unreal Engine at some point. So that kind of might slow the pace down a bit. Um, tweak, yeah. But at first it was going to be like a like a synth wave kind of vapor wave kind of thing without any lighting at all, and it was cool. It would run, run at like seven hundred frames per second. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know what happened, but some somehow it got sucked into making textures. <laughs> yeah, it's not too crazy though. It's it's like it, it's visual enough to be there, and you're aware of what, what it is. And it, as you said, mm. like, the synth wave thing kind of still vibes with me. Like I kind of feel like I'm in a John Carpenter movie or something as I'm playing it. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some levels are still like that. Cause it's like you change them map by map. Yeah. Um, we had like uh cell shading. To, what's it called? I don't know, but we had like a, like a glowing outline on all of the geometry, which I think worked pretty well. <clears throat> but uh, at the end of the day, just that love of that kind of quake aesthetic, like quake one, that kind of nineties mm. pixel 64 by 64 tile texture, just, yeah, it's just too, it's just too attractive. Hmm. Pulled me, pulled me in. So, do you think at any point you'll be letting community like begin to make their own maps oh, for the game? Yeah, I mean, okay. Well, there are the, here's where it starts to get like um, a bit difficult. Like, I'd be doing it already if I knew how to do it, mm-hmm. um, because I haven't done this before and because I can't really <clears throat> pay anyone to help. See, that requires like. It's not supported out of the box with uh, Unreal Engine. Um, so I'd have to get, well, I'd have to either learn how to do it myself, which seems unlikely, or find someone who knows how to get like the, the Unreal Engine source code and modify it to ship uh, SDK. Um, something I'd love to do, because that's how I got into it, was, was mapping and modding for um, <clears throat> Unreal Tournament. Which was using their um, SDK level editor and modding tools, 
but uh, honestly, I haven't found any information on how to do that online. So where I'm at now is I'm putting together a little video that's going to be a part of my um, epic. Uh, they give away basically money to people who are doing things with their engine. Yeah. And if that's successful, I might have a bit of money to do some things like that and to get like a dedicated uh, dedicated server software. Yeah. Um, to get things like uh, bots in the game and um, just to optimize it a little bit and things like that. Otherwise, it's I've kind of peaked like what I can what I can do with it myself. Um, so, you know, fingers crossed for that. Now, SDKs are tricky, uh, especially like everybody's been waiting forever for Dusk to finally like New Blood to put out the Dusk SDK. But it turns Is out that on Unreal Engine as well. No, that is in Unity. Um, oh. But they had to, like, you know, basically no one at the company knew how to make one, so they had to hire a guy to make one. That's just, uh, and then with you guys, um, Unreal is a bit different because, to my knowledge, there is no actual Unreal map editor ever, like, that anyone has ever had access to. Is that true? Or Yeah, not well, kind... I don't know. The, the, the Unreal engine is... Uh, is um. It supports it. I mean, out of the box, like the Unreal map editor that we used um, for Unreal Tournament is basically the same thing as the Unreal Engine um, software, right? But it's it's doesn't have the option to package the game, obviously, because then anyone could just you know put out their own version of it. Um, so they've just kind of removed that from removed that function from um the the unreal engine software but it is yeah it's just like a map editor and you know who you should talk to yeah no I don't. french guy no i'll tell you <laughs> french guy named jeremy cope he's the lead director of master arena and oh yeah 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 and so it has a map editor that i believe he created himself mm-hmm. in the unreal engine so maybe he can okay. help you out yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Good idea. Synergy. Yeah, I had a look at that game. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. Did it's it? it's cool. I had a little play. Yeah, I dig it. Like in again, it's a lot more like Unreal Tournament than Quake. So I'm personally not going to spend a lot of time playing it myself. But I totally mm. support the shit out of it. It's cool. It's beautiful. Yeah. If they can yeah. get it off the ground, it would be awesome. And I think uh, like the fact that so many people are kind of dissatisfied right now with the way that Epic has treated Unreal Tournament as a franchise. Mm. Like I think that there's a dog oh it's okay there's definitely a uh an interest in similar games like the games that are more like unreal tournament yeah, yeah. there's uh there also there's also an open unreal tournament which has started development as well mm-hmm. um yeah. honestly unreal tournament it's not in itself it's it's been development has ceased but honestly it's in a pretty good place um it's a few tiny networking issues but uh you know, it's still it's still great. You know, still better than the other ones. And um, you know, I mean, it's modern and it works. And but uh, yeah, people are pissed that um, <laughs> it's been kind of abandoned. And it was, yeah, it was. It's understandable why Epic moved to Fortnite because they had this massive opportunity and they needed all the people. But it's um, yeah. There, so glitch has come out of that as well, you know. Like if Unreal Tournament kept moving forward, I probably would have stuck with that and not really branched out. 
So, hmm. I think uh, I think you're in a good good spot, man. Because it's it, it obviously it's on the Unreal Engine, but it plays a lot more like like itself. It's it's unique. The movement itself in Glitch Arena is really really cool, as you said earlier, like how simple it is, like. But it's still different yeah. than every other arena shooter I've played. Like immediately, I got in there. I'm like, "Wow, this is so easy!" I got I, like I figured out the movement in this game in like five seconds. You know, <laughs> the only yeah. the only thing I would even remotely try to change about it, just if it were me, which it's your game, so you do what you want, is maybe no, no, go. It's designed by committee, so <laughs> uh, I'm <laughs> I'm a uh, a little bit more. Uh, le- I lean towards like Quake World and CPM, and with the way that uh-huh. the movement in that game works, uh, your game. Glitch Arena works is like, you know, you can kind of like go around corners really quickly and you're zooming and you're jumping really quickly. You already have auto hop. I think it would be a benefit to not even have to push W once you're moving, like to just ADAD as if you would do in Quake World or you would do in Warfork. Uh, Reflex, I believe, had that feature as well. And then obviously, how does that even work? I I haven't got my head around that. It's the CPMA thing. It's been around forever in Quake. I don't know how it works. I can't explain it to you. Yeah. So you start moving and, and, and then see, as far as I know, with like air control, you have to be pressing a direction in order to move in the Mm -hmm. air, which Mm -hmm. is like when you're jumping. Um, so I don't, I don't get how you could release unless you're moving sideways and you're pressing. The idea is you're strafing. And then, so that you no longer have to hold down W once you're up to speed strafing because your momentum keeps you going side oh, to side. What happens corners. in glitch? Does it not let you go quickly? Or I, I don't know. I mean, I, I should probably go back and test it again. I just kind of felt I felt like I lost momentum when I wasn't holding down W, which is okay. Mm. It's, it's it's a it's a matter of one of my fingers. I'm not well. It would slow. Yeah, you're right. It would slow you down because the your your basic speed is like a thousand and then if you do kind of strafing air strafing things mm-hmm. um you you do build speed but that depends on you um using the keys that you know the keys across from your direction like if you're going forward you strafe keys um in order to create that difference between where you want to go and where your velocity is heading yeah. Um, which is which is driving the glitch meter, um, and that glitch meter is defining how much speed you can get above that base speed. So if you're letting go of your you know opposing direction key, it's not going to be it's going to be slowly inter- in- interpolating back down just to your base walk speed. So that makes sense. Yeah. So okay. yeah, it's it's it. it and here's where it's um here's where it's going to let a lot of long-term arena first person shooter players down is that it's not like built into the engine the movement it's a total hack it's just <laughs> um yeah so what <laughs> you know if i told you how it works you'd just people would be like no nah, i'm not even going to try that but um you know it works pretty well the, the way i've done it but it, it but the fact is it's not like like it, it's a i've copied certain things that I wanted to get from other games and kind of forced Unreal Engine to, to work this way. And it, I'm surprised it actually has managed to be playable and, and still works over the network and feels good. But, 
there are a lot of little things like that that just don't work in the same way. Okay. Because it's not it's not the same at an engine level. Um, and you know, this is another thing that I could potentially um, put some money into um, if if I had any money to put into it, because it'd mean someone who knew how to do like C sharp programming um, could get in and, and rewrite the movement for it. Um, yeah. But I, this this whole project, right, is all visual scripting. I, I haven't, I don't know how to write any code. There's no there's no line of code written for this, and it's like <laughs> it's a bit of a testament to Unreal Engine how well they've they've got it set up. I reckon because um, I've done it all. Do you know Do you know Blueprints? Have you, have you seen what they are? Nope. It's like coding, but um, oh yeah, yes, I have. Like yeah, with like nodes, visual nodes, and and things. And um, yeah, I don't know how to write any code. Neither does JJ. Well, he yeah, he did, he knows a bit, but not Unreal Engine. So, um, so I can't do things like that myself. Basically, it's the moral of the story. Well, maybe somebody will hear the interview and just volunteer to do it for free because they love your game so much. Yeah, but you know what? Like, yeah, that'd be awesome. But I don't, I don't know if I have the time to manage like a multi-developer project on GitHub and all that. Like, um. The GitHub, like it just becomes the layers of complexity you get on it. Are uh, like I'm not gonna like if you're hearing this and you can help, please yeah get in touch and like guide me. But I just don't have like when I started, I had all this free time to like do it, and that's when the majority of the work got done. But it's got to the stage now where I kind of have to, you know, at least um, think about my real life. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, it's also possible so, you could get an offer from, you know, it, a, lot, a lot of these things happen, like 3D Realms picked up Wrath or, okay. you know, New New Blood does this all the time where they just like kind of pick up a, an indie game and then take it, polish it, mm. put their developers on it and, you know, help yeah. get it to the point that you want to get it to and sell it. Hey, that'd be awesome. That'd be rad. That'd be yeah. the best thing ever. But um, those are single player games, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, that is true. Yeah. And, uh. You know, like, okay, look at Reflex, man. The best thing that ever, like, it's fantastic. Like, visually, technically, I don't like the sound, I'll tell you that much. But um, everything else about the game is just perfect, as far as I can tell, from someone kind of on the outside. And still, it's not getting, you know, a solid player base. So, yeah, I think it has a lot to do with the community of people who play it. I'm not saying anything True. bad about Reflex's community itself. Of just a lot of these games, because I don't think people really play online shooters and stuff like that. Most people don't play them because they expect to be the best or because it's the best game. They play it because their friends play it. Mm. You know, true. Hanging yeah. out with your yeah. boys or your yeah, gals. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that's like I really, I'm really happy to see Quake Champions kind of take off a lot. Because it's, mm-hmm. I have not been able to play it because the user interface is like a nightmare. It is, and absolutely I can't a nightmare. like getting into a game. It's just like I really want to play this game, but it's not letting me. So I just had to close it. You know? No, yeah, but, you're not the um, only person that feels that way. <laughs> but if they could fix that, like the fact that people are playing it anyway is amazing. Just to get past the bloody user interface, but um, I, w- I would like, go so far as great. to say that the reason why Quake Champions is still going is strictly because of like, first of all, I mean, it does have a pro scene, 
but like the community of people that are keeping it alive or that's mm. what, yeah. Yeah. Ease 5,000. It looks and, great. Hey, and I'm just, I was like, I'm just trying to think of like the people who are actively keeping people playing quake champions. Like it's, it's a really beautiful struck infrastructure of people all around the world who are just like obsessed with keeping that, the competitive scene of that game alive. Yeah. That is great. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could play it. <laughs> um, it looks fantastic. The movement in it has really okay. I just looking at watching videos. The movement in it looks to me the best out of any Quake game I've ever I've ever seen. I know all the characters move differently, but they all kind of have this same kind of. It looks like it's slow, but at the same time, it looks kind of more graceful or something. I don't know. It looks it looks good to me. It certainly depends so on the character. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, because some characters move like Quake 3, some characters mm. move like CPMA, some characters like... That's, move- that's brilliant too, isn't it? Hey, that's puppy. So- <laughs> uh, yeah, the clutch clutch kind of moves like a UT character with like the double tap dodge mechanic. And oh, really? Yeah, it's an interesting... Oh, it it is that. definitely an interesting game. It's just yeah. permanently unbalanceable because of the... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I played it once, and then someone spit something on me, and then I died. Just you know, I was like, "Oh, come, come you on. got uh, you got sorbeted." Yeah, sore but I guess that's what it is, you know. And that's that is if you're ready for it, and you know, oh, I got to watch out for that guy. I guess that's fine. Like Unreal Tournament has the bio weapon, and then there was this friend in in Australia who just went around shooting you with this this big this one shot kills thing and it would this stuff would like chase you all over the map once you got tagged with it but if you're ready for it 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 does add to the game in some ways although you know it's not it's not traditional stock arena fps but it's still fun you know if you know yes if it's not fun fuck it if it's if it's really really perfect you can make a perfect arena shooter that's exactly all the rules are followed and if it's not fun then fuck it like who cares yeah yeah Yeah. gotta have yeah i mean that's yeah that's um, what's good about Arena FPS, I reckon, too. Um, of course. It's got a bit of balance there. It's kind of, on one hand, it's like chess, you know? You, it's, it's pretty straightforward, pretty simple. And on the other hand, it's like ridiculous fun. <laughs> that kind of ma- meeting of those two elements makes it really special, I reckon. Of course. Mm. Hold on just a second. It's that yep. time. There we go. And back to the interview. I... Oh. wanted to bring up the sound design in Glitch, and it's something yep. that every every person that I've introduced to it, which thank you, by the way, for the Steam Keys. We gave those away during Sweet. the charity charity event. Last yeah, you can year. have more if you want. Yeah, cool. I mean, keep them coming. I'll keep them flowing out to people. I've been like kind of just like tweeting out, like, here's a free key. Enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the sound design is fucking really cool man it sounds so good i like the way like the way the robot sounds i like the way the weapons sound i like the crazy bounce sound that when you go up a jumper it's awesome (laughs) yeah well it's so important sound is like um it's like it makes the game feel real Mm -hmm. i don't know it's like yeah it's a huge thing uh i'm not particularly talented with i mean i do do a bit of audio production but i haven't spent a lot of time on the sound what i did is i went to um what's the name of this company i got i got a this 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 company that has all these awesome sounds and and unreal engine lets you mix sounds together and change pitch and things like that and uh yeah i mean it um 
I think you just got to know what you want, you know, from it, and then you just uh, find it. I guess. I guess that doesn't that that's not that's kind of nonsense, but um, <laughs> it's not. Uh, yeah, just you know, I like heaps of bass in in the sounds and. JJ, I had JJ give me constant feedback to like to for kind of the gameplay aspect of the sound as well, like how far these these sounds should travel and should you be able to hear someone pick up this armor or you know things like that. Also, really like the weapons because they're so simple. Uh, I feel like it's a, a lot of people struggle with that uh, when they get when they pick up say Quake for the first time. Is mm. you know like you got a lot of weapons at your disposal and you have to kind of learn situationally how to use each one of them. I like that. First of all, shotgun is just default and it's not mm. a wimpy gun. You know, it's pretty mm-hmm. strong. I like the, the rockets are a bit weird because it, you know, they're not really rockets. They're like a cube that's flying, but it's, it looks <laughs> really cool. And you can still gun. rocket jumping feels really good in the game. Uh, then the yeah, rail yeah. gun is interesting too. I, I really like the way the railgun works in Glitch Arena. I, d- I don't know why. I just it feels good. That's all I have to say about it. Mm. Then you have the yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, I mean I don't really know what's different about them either. But um, <laughs> yeah, just been tweaking them for like the last few months. So yeah, that's good. Then we have the nailer, which I think is probably my favorite of the weapons. It's harder to hit, but oh, man, yeah? it's so it's yeah. so satisfying when you do hit one. Uh, it, yeah, I've actually got to work on the sound for that. Where the impact of the nail is the one sound that's kind of I haven't actually worked on that much at the moment. Yeah, but it needs a nice crunchy impact. Um, I'd describe yeah, that, it. That nailer. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. The nailer um, is the least. It's the newest one, right? So we had um, at first we just wanted to have the kind of holy trinity, but then um, it kind of felt like it needed like a a projectile high DPS weapon, like a pulse or something. Mm-hmm. So that's where the nailer kind of came into it and the shoddy as well. But the nailer, um, the nailer has been extremely difficult to kind of balance because I don't know if you tried it in the game, but you can, you can put a nail on the ground and it will stay there for 10 seconds. And if you can, while it's there, you can um, hit it with LG or rails and it will explode. What? Yeah, and I know it's something you wouldn't know. But um <laughs> and if you're next to it, it'll kind of bounce you up in the air. And the actual bounce is not high, high damage. So if you're in if you're in the radius, you'll get like I think it's like 30 or maybe 35 40 if there's a few different nails there. But you get popped up into the air and then you, the person who's done it probably has LG out, so then they just kind of pin you in the air or whatever. Um and uh, I am I'm bad at it, but JJ is very good at it. So when we've been testing, it's been really annoying because he's, he's just been destroying me with this thing. And I've just been like, "This is fun. I know it's fun, but it I hate it because I'm dying." <laughs> so it's been kind of hard to to kind of balance because there's this like you want a game that that has tools that you can use to win or play um, and you want tools that you can use in their own unique situations and right. if you use them in the right situation and use it properly it's 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 overpowered because you've used it correctly um, which is how all the weapons should work they should have their own utility 
and work really well in that situation. But yeah, we're just not sure about that. So if anyone wants to give feedback on that, that's something that um, kind of required at the moment, I guess. The other, like the kind of final piece of the puzzle here is the LG, which is very satisfying. Everybody I've seen try it immediately loves it because it's like, you know, you shoot, it's kind of got that old school, like quake, quake one, uh, like wobbling effect as it shoots out. And then it, <laughs> yeah. you, you, and, it, and it feels like it's overcharging and you like start shaking yeah. everything. It's really fun. Yeah. That's what I wanted to, I wanted that to be like, Oh my God, it's like, this thing's crazy. That's, um, I wanted it to give that kind of feel like it was, uh, yeah, charging overpowered. But, um, yeah, that's all like, uh, it, it does actually ramp up the damage a bit as well, but not, not very much or very slowly. Yeah. If you hold it down for like 10 seconds, it like doubles in damage, but I don't know. He's got enough ammo to do that. So you should just make it like way overpowered and hard to obtain on every map. It would be awesome. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we've been trying yeah. so many different things and it's surprising how little you tweak something to like break it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, it's, in a, it's in a pretty good place now. I, I don't think we going to change it very much it's already like if you get it someone in the right situation it is crazy like yeah. if you, you can pin people really easy with it um but on the other hand if you don't have a wall to pin them on you just kind of unless they're really low you just push them off to the other side of the map because uh, it pushes them but um yeah it's, it's a bit nuts but i'm glad people like it so what else are you working on, man? Like what what else is on this like smorgasbord? Because there's a whole lot of crap you got to do to get this game kind of out to the public. You you've been giving away keys. Do you plan to charge for it when it comes out uh, officially? It is out and it is being charged for. Okay. Um, and that is a mistake. <laughs> it should have been free, but I, I don't think I can revert it to free now. I'm stuck on charging money for it, so it's down to like two dollars or three dollars or something. Um. Um. I was I was thinking like it should be free because it's not a high you know it's it's a lot of my effort but compared to some other games it's not like a it's not a very polished production um, you know and if it was free they there could be more people playing it and then I could do stuff like replace the little characters' heads with things that you buy like a brain or a googly eye or whatever yeah that would be how I would go about monetizing it. Oh, what do you know, man? I pulled I pulled up Steam, and yeah, there it is. I, I did a scroll down because it shows me like I've already I've already on it. But yeah, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. So it's been there for six months and sold sold about um, I don't know hundred maybe something mm-hmm. people. Thank you to anyone who bought it. By the way, oh my god, made my day. But um, yeah, it's it's not a huge financial success. <laughs> Which is not news to anybody, of course. No, it's surprising that. <laughs> I think you should charge for it, man. I I definitely yeah. support the well, developer my, of your game. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I was thinking that some people would think like you, but mm-hmm. um, I was thinking perhaps a few more might. But <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I was thinking that if I did get some money, it would help me spend some more time on it and things like that. But honestly, I'm not disappointed at all with with how it's going. The yeah. fact that. And even though, you know, pe- even people who really like it, like I saw you playing online with the dude Gelmo-san. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's he was really helpful for, for a period and he got into it, um, gave a lot of feedback and things like that. 
you know, but you know, he's not playing the game because there are not lots of other people playing it. And, um, honestly, my, where I'm at now with the game is like, I don't even particularly really mind if no one ever really plays. It. Um, I'll keep, you know, I'll just keep doing it as a hobby, you know, make it, unless I get some money, in which case I'll invest the money into it. But, um, I'll just make it, you know, look, finish some of the levels and, at least I'll have a good old JJ to, to muck about with, unless he has another kid. <laughs> all right, let's think about like all you really need to get people playing it is some sort of like organized weekly, maybe maybe even you know lighter than that event for them to join in on. Because what you need is a guaranteed like when I get on at X time, there will be other people playing. Otherwise, you know. yeah, Australia is yeah. is perhaps a little bit different because like we we tried that actually with Unreal Tournament we had a we had a pretty good community going there a few years ago and um then we we kind of dwindled off so we're like monday night 10 o'clock be there i'll be square but um even that yeah it's uh it's a much smaller number of people playing playing the games although you know i have noticed that a lot of cool arena first person shooter things have come out look i i i'm tending to be yeah i probably sound negative about it but um I just can't for myself now. It's a, it's a creative thing. I've kind of removed attachment from whether it's going to be a success or not. And I, I know based on my personality that I will not be able to put time into doing that side of it because my interest in that side of it has dropped off. And now it's just about kind of, um, the personal satisfaction of, uh, of making it good you know as good as i can well it's the best um, possible attitude you could have man uh yeah I, I think you know that's that's the attitude that glitch kind of has come out of um i guess so yeah do you have like, Dog. a way that for Sorry. people to like if somebody falls in love with this game do you have a way for them to just give you money like you should <laughs> yeah there's a patreon okay. linked on the um from the shockandrockets.com and from our, our Discord as well. Um, so that that's one way, absolutely. Yeah, I won't say no. <laughs> yeah, people are weird about Patreon because because of I guess political reasons, like why you know how they've they've kind of shadow banned people. But I mean, fuck, it's it's a perfectly good way to do it. Uh, you could always do like a like a PayPal type situation. Yeah, I have a PayPal. Okay. If anyone wants to throw money at me, I can give them my PayPal for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The best thing would be if Epic gave me like $25,000, which is their minimum uh, grant. If they if you apply for it and they'll give you some money, um, that minimum amount, and they'll just give it to you. They won't even ask you what you're going to do with it which I think is good. If you want to ask for a bit more, you, you kind of have to plan how you're going to use it with them, which sounds a bit involved to me, but uh, it's possible as well. So what do you guys do in America? You've been playing just, I noticed you play a lot of Warfork. Yeah, we've been really into Warfork lately. Um, I think that's great. That's I love the movement in Warfork. It's a little bit easier to yeah. me than um, Reflex CPMA. Well, I think that the beauty of Warfork, what makes it so special is that you, you have the option, you know, to either or. If you come from Quake, you can strafe jump 
just like you do in Quake. Or you, if you come from like a CPMA background, you can go absolutely crazy with CPMA. And then at a higher skill level, you know, you learn to utilize the Warfork movement to its absolute maximum. And then, yeah. Then there's the added dodge mechanic. You can hop off walls and everything, but it's not like a dodge in Unreal where you have to double tap for it. It's just a separate mm. thing. You put it on your mouse. Yeah. Then, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Admiral Tolman actually does have that, by the way. It's like a single ta- single button now. Really? But, um, yeah, in the new one, you can you can do that. And Glitch, Glitch Arena has that as well. Fantastic. You can yeah, set, I, up, set up the dodge button. I noticed the dodge mechanic in, in Glitch Arena too. It feels good. Like, it feels fine. <laughs> It changes the combat so much. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can, you know, quake. It's like I, I saw this ESR thread about people talking about air control in, in in quake games and how games with high air control would just like, um, well, without air control, it's more like you have to be in the right situation with the right stack, and if you're not, you know, you're dead. <laughs> Basically, but if you have more air control, you can kind of wiggle your way out of things. Yeah. Um, the dodge ramps that up times like ten. Having the dodge, you know, you can dodge rockets. You can. It's all. It, it it becomes more about. Well, not more about. It becomes. Well, yeah. Comparatively, it becomes more about combat skills, I guess. Um. Well, I really first person shooter combat skills. Uh. With with the dodge. Um. So it's like. How, you know, how well you can predict people dodging and things like that. So it's another little layer on top of the game, which is what I like about Unreal Tournament as well compared to some Quake games. You're there, your audio buzzed. I'm fine. Cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So with Quake, when I, when I jumped into Quake and started playing it, it's a little bit frustrating coming from Unreal Tournament, having that kind of um, Quake lifestyle, low air control, where you... Um, you know, you feel stuck in situations if you get yourself into the wrong place at the wrong time and there's suddenly nothing you can do because you can't move. <laughs> it's it's a different, like it has its, it definitely has its place for people who like that, but um, it's a bit punishing, I reckon. But uh, Unreal Tournament's always been more fun because the combat's a bit more dynamic. I think that, uh, yeah, the, the, the dodge mechanic itself it added, you know, like for for instance, Warfort, adding that to the already very Quake style movement makes the game mm. feel tremendously more forgiving. You know, because mm. like as you said, if you get trapped into like a small corridor or something like that, and you, you in a Quake, you know, in Quake, you would be fucked if you're not mm. getting out of that room, and like you, you'd have to go through a lot of you know, like circle jump to like pick up speed very quickly, or rocket jump out, or something like that. Whereas the dodge mechanics just like. Oh yeah, I could just shake yeah. around. I'm in a bad spot. I'll just you know hop over here behind this wall really, really, really quickly. Yeah, it's a yeah. good, it's a good thing. Uh, actually, having mixing the dodge with the more fluid momentum um, quake style movement, where you can kind of keep your speed, it was actually not that easy to kind of do because you want people to um, to not start moving at maximum speed right away. Yeah. You know, you want them to have to kind of plan how they're going to get up to speed. And having a dodge where you, which kind of shoots you in one direction really quickly from a standstill kind of overrides that. So um, in Glitch, you – yeah, I tried to mod that into Unreal Tournament and it, it totally broke the game. 
but in glitch, it, we, we, you have that glitch meter, which basically defines how fast you can go. And if you do a dodge, when you land, it gets reset to zero. So you kind of have to start your, your glitching again. Fun fact. <laughs> do you like- but yeah, I, I wish I could play more Warfork, but I mean, my time is now kind of spent doing stuff for Glitch Arena when I have it. Yeah, do what you can. But when I you see can, people dude. playing it. Sorry, dude, the lags <laughs> making me interrupt you. Not your fault. Go ahead. That was it. I was just saying. I see people. I see people playing it in in Australia online, which is which is awesome. That and Quake Champions. I'm really. I'm actually really happy that Quake Champions is the game that's kind of doing really well because I think it looks it looks really good. Like the movement looks really good to me. It's all about movement and maps for me. That's true. Quake Champions is great maps, like really, really great maps. It's just like people are kind of frustrated. Quake Quake people are so used to just throwing maps up there all they want, make you know, have a map editor. Yeah, and that's just not- yeah. But you know what? Go ahead. Yeah, even then, like when that when that dust all settles, it'll then it'll be the same five maps for like thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that is absolutely true. Have you? Uh, yeah. Do you know Brando from from Unreal Tournament? I know of him, and I saw that he. He spruits Glitcherina from your Discord. Mm-hmm. Hi, dude. Um, but he's a US player. Oh, come on. It's okay. He's a US player. Come here. Come here. He's my wife's dogs in Japan. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, I know of him. No, but, he was uh, really excited he, to try Glitch because he saw your name on it. So just a shout out for him. Cool. Yeah. Hi, dude. Th- uh, thanks for playing. Hope you like it. Um, I, I'm always impressed when Unreal Tournament players play other games <laughs> because he's, it's hard, you know. The he's the best the Dusk player in the world, Rondo. Is. Really? Yeah. Like okay, it, cool. Which, you know, is like probably out of maybe, you know, 10, 15 people max who really actively play multiplayer Dusk, but Rondo is okay. like far and away number one. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, when there's like... 10 people like I'm number one in the world. It's like <laughs> I was number three in the world for Unreal Tournament for about six months. Cause there was like four people playing. <laughs> Do you want to talk about like kind of your, how you get into Unreal in the first place and like what your journey was into gaming? Yeah. It was the same as every other kid, like <laughs> graphics, you know, my God, look at this. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even play online. I didn't care. I just turned the computer on, tried to get the best graphics card I could so I could experience the kind of world that they had created. And I, I get like 10 bots, put them all on novice and just blow them all up and wouldn't care about, I would never pick up an armor. That was it. I never learned the maps and never knew where things were. I just wanted to kind of jump into that world. Um, and that I did, I had all the unreal tournaments from one 2003 and 2007. And then, I don't know what it was, and I'd never played an un- online game. I never even thought about it. I never even cared. But in 2015, somehow, I played an online game of Unreal Tournament. And, uh, yeah, it just, I don't know, I just kind of got sucked into it and um, got massively, massively addicted for like two or three years to the point where I nearly got, you know, kicked out of my marriage twice. Um <laughs> It was shocking, I swear to God. But and I'm also married to someone who has no respect for computer games, which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is always fun when you love them. It's but, always um, a struggle. 
Well, you know, in a way it's good because otherwise I'd just, you know, waste away. But, um, you know, it's, it's a nice balance there, I guess, to have someone actually with one foot in the real world. Um, yeah, so I got super – it was bad, actually. I went through all kinds of mental phases with Unreal Tournament. I got super I, – I got good really quickly, um, and then I kind of peaked. But I also got really mental about it. Like, you know those salty players who – you don't like losing and kind of I'm a pretty chill guy I think in real life but somehow Unreal Tournament broke me for a while Um, but yeah I I got through that I've come through that (laughs) it's a fun fact that's amazing journey dude like you you know spent all these years never playing the game online and then 2015 you hit it and then you Mm -hmm. fall in love with it you go crazy and then now you're (laughs) making your own similar game that's really cool it is yeah it's it yeah. it's yeah it's funny i yeah I, I really like how epic you know made unreal tournament made it so moddable and i really enjoy making maps that's the first thing i got into was just making some maps for um unreal tournament and that that was such a fun creative process because i um i was not good at it immediately I guess no one is, or some people would be better than others who, you know, if you have more experience in the genre. But um, making it and then playing it with with someone and then rinse and repeat, editing it, you know, fixing it, moving this here, moving that there, opening this, it, and then testing it out. That To me, it's just, it was just so, such an interesting and fun design process. Did you do any mapping? Me? No. I I know a lot of people that do. I just mm, I yeah. just I want everything to be easy. I just want to like hop in and enjoy the content other people make. I'm not you know yeah. I'm just not that like I'm not saying I'm not creative. I don't care to like I don't I don't have a lot of time, you know, like I yeah. I, make, I make the podcast, I you know, administrate tournaments, I you know, work full time, probably more hours than oh, most really? people do. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that to me, it's like when I get online to play a game, I want it to be an absolutely smooth and enjoyable experience every single time. Yeah. And so I guess right. in that regard, like, I guess I have a high standard of like what I will and won't spend my time playing or doing in regards to mm-hmm. that. So, Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's a glitch past. Nice. <laughs> no, I like glitch. Like, I really do. I immediately, as soon as I played it, I was like, I want to talk to the guy. I, I sat down. I think uh, Gelmo had sent me the code. Uh, like two or three codes and good on you gamma just late at night and i was like shit and i, I was going through my stuff because like i try to make a, a bit of a homework assignment of that like if someone really reaches out and says like hey i think you'd really enjoy this or you know like, you know obviously new arena first person shooter that that comes up to me like i'm that's mm. I'm, I'm gonna try to make a living off of being aware of this kind of shit i better be aware of it so like a week or so later i sit down i play the game and by myself, no one else is around. I'm just like hopping around in an arena and, and I loved it. I was like, this is really cool. It's immediately, I fell in love with the art style, with the sound, with the movement, the simplicity of the weapons, everything about it. And I was like, I want to talk to this guy. I messaged Gelmo first. And I was like, in all caps, like, get me in touch with the guy who made this game. And mm-hmm. before he could message me back, I had already like info searched around, got into your discord and found you. So. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. You've done a you've done a great job, man. 
Gamma was really helpful, actually, extremely helpful, um, as well as a few other people. Because yeah. um, not having played a lot of Quake games, I really needed that input for people who knew how the movement was supposed to work so I could kind of take the elements from it that I needed to. Um, and, yeah, having his input, I was able to make some pretty major cheap major changes, improvements to the movement. So, yeah. Um, I hope to see, I hope to see, you know, if you guys play any games, record it for me, hey, because I I really love seeing people play it because I don't get to see, you know, not not too many people. It's just basically in Australia, it's me and JJ who get on and test every night. And occasionally we have people who become interested in it for like a short period of time, but then they realize that it doesn't have many people and they kind of move on. Yeah. Which is understandable, absolutely. But um, it's still nice to see people to p- see people play. Well, I mean, th- this podcast will probably come out in three weeks to a month. Maybe by that time, I can get a get a group of people together and we can try to like do a stream or something, and you can really like see people who actually play the game. Yeah, and as I dog, <laughs> as I um, I'm not going to edit the puppy I, out at all. I'm going to leave him in there. It's so funny. <laughs> This poor dog has got a, a, a condition so that she can't bark well. Oh, it's Aiko came back. Um, yeah, uh, it, the game should be free, and I, I'm constantly getting keys to give away as I need them to. So if people want to throw me some money, um, sure, buy the game. But otherwise, I'll give you a bunch of keys. Um, or people can hit me up directly for the keys through the Shock and Rockets Discord as well to save you the workload um so I, i'll just give them to anyone it's fun awesome all right man we're yeah. about an hour in now uh holy moly closing thoughts you want to give before we cut this bad boy down um no just well done i i, I well done to you for for having a really positive um comparatively positive comparatively extremely positive uh discord server <laughs> Um, keep it going, man. It's it's great to have a space like that um, around Arena FPS where you know you don't have to put up with um, all the real red pilled crap. Um, <laughs> well done, well done. Keep keep it up, dude. Thank you, man. You too. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to hear more material like it, you can go over and visit quakefans.net forward slash network for links to our network of awesome podcasts similar to this one. Yeah, I know, right? Like it's like uh, it's it's weird pitching it, but you get the point. You can find links to more in the keep podcast. Go back through the catalog. There's a lot of really cool guests back there. You can listen to Doom is Dead question mark podcast ran by Human Bones, and some of the Multiplayer Doom Federation. It's a really fucking cool one that we actually produce right here at The Keep. Also, you can check out The Quake Cast by Dump Trucking RC and sometimes JCR. You can check out Beyond Strafe Jumping by Shazik, which is fucking cool. And also, Full Tech and The Retro 20, each of these ran by your very own QuakeFans.net proprietor, Smango. Please go check these shows out. I hope you enjoy them. <laughs>